It's the next level. Hey, my name is Ross Marquand and I play Red Skull. You are listening to Panels to Pixels podcast. Check it out. Who am I? Fior. Who are you? Jesse Custer. All right. Good. Am I dead? Yeah. This is heaven? Well, it ain't the south of France. Panels to Pixels, Preacher Season 4, Episode 7, Messiahs. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. So, Messiahs is an interesting episode, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode seven, I've got a short little synopsis, and then uh, we'll get into our top five. So I think this this was not, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this was not my favorite episode uh, so far of this season. But uh, let's uh, let's start with the synopsis, and then we'll, we'll get to our initial thoughts, I guess. Tulip and Cassidy bury Jesse's body, and they head back to America. We see a flashback of what God did when Genesis escaped, and then we see Tulip fulfill a contract for her old employer, Danny. We learn a secret about Hoover 2, albeit short-lived, that pun is intended there. We find out where the real Humperdoo has been hiding all this time, and finally we see Jesse get an offer to take over God's job. And that's pretty much, there was a couple other things that we'll get into in our top five in this episode, but not a lot happened it it was it's kind of weird because as i'm thinking about it now in my head there's a whole lot of things that happened to actually further the story but just not with our main characters yeah and it was pretty much like a filler episode in order to get to the major action i guess on the next episode yeah yeah i I mean except pretty much except for them kidnapping humperdue or, or getting humperdue that's really about the only thing that kind of progressed any storyline. I mean, yeah, we get a bit of, of Featherstone, but it's right at the end, and we don't know what she's going to do with that. So we, we get a lot of revelations about some of our characters, but we just don't... Yeah, it's just, but I'll go back to... There There are moments in this episode that I really loved, too. Yeah, so. yeah same here. And mind you, there's a lot going on, but also we're all kind of like all right we're waiting we're waiting (laughs) yeah we're just kind of waiting we're and (laughs) okay when's the next thing gonna happen exactly and these are things that'll probably come up in our top fives i think so i am the alpha and the omega i am the bright morning star so i'll start yeah. Uh, my number five would be seeing the All Father running after, you know, the dingo that apparently had his junk in its mouth. Plus, seeing Tulip and Cassidy bury what was left of Jesse, then Tulip burning the letter that Jesse left for her, 
which makes me think it's like did she really read it or did she just burned it and who knows no she read it she read it because that, that whole scene she's sitting in the car she's sitting in the driver's seat and cassidy's in the passenger seat and she's flipping past the pages so she spends enough time on each of those pages that i think she read the the whole letter but then when cassidy starts to talk to her about it that's when she gets out of the car and she goes into the church and i've got something about that in my top five but uh, yeah i didn't realize until like the third watch that we see the dingo running through the uh, over the plane there and that they blurred out his mouth and yeah, so I know. I didn't realize until like the third <laughs> viewing that I was like, oh, he does have something in his mouth that we're not allowed to see on network television. And it was or, pretty big. <laughs> or cable television, yeah. <laughs> well, it was, a big, it was a big blurry spot, that's for sure. Yeah, that's so, for sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Uh, but that's uh, my number five is, uh, is, is kind of similar or, or right along those same lines. It's just Jesse and that opening scene we get with him and Fior, uh, or at least Fior appearing to Jesse. And, you know, then we find out that he's in one of those hell rooms where they, they give the projection around you. But then, of course, at the end of the episode, we find out that Fior's projection is actually talking to him and does make him an offer to, to does say, well, if you accept my offer, we can rescue you from here and and bring you to heaven, which I, I thought was, was kind of interesting because we've not seen that before. We've not seen other characters kind of insert themselves. When we saw other characters enter those rooms, they could not or they did not interact with the players because remember Eugene was in Hitler's yes. room and he basically nobody could see him. They could just see Hitler. Correct. They were they were watching the scene, however however it played out. But it was just so it's interesting to me that that the that our heavens they have some sort of way of entering into those rooms or, or at least uh, talking to the people in there. We don't know if it actually is Fior who's talking to him from heaven because we know Fior was killed by the saint in the last season. So I guess we'll we may may or may not get some more about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to see more. That's yeah, literally. I, I think we're gonna get that's more. that's what this episode really had me going throughout it. It's like I want more, but I, I think it's one of those transitional episodes that you know that they throw in there so that way they could expand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's setting up. It's it's. There, there's a lot of things that the that this episode set up for the rest of the series. Just the whole thing of, of Hitler trying to convince Jesus to take over the Messiah role instead of Humperdoo. Yeah. The the stuff about when we see Hoover talking on the phone to his boss back in Florida, when we see just everything seems like it's a setup for the next thing, like like Cassidy and Tulip kidnapping Humperdue and taking him out of that temple and or the synagogue and the fact that, that, that some of the guys knew he was there and some didn't was interesting. Yeah, at, le- at least we got some answers to or see what had happened before. That That's the benefit to the episode, I think, but that's just yeah, my part opinion. Part of me wonders, though, if they're ever going to show us, and they probably don't have enough time, but it, it would be interesting to see how the course of events came that Jesse was able to get the real Humperdue. Mm. Because we know he released all of them, and the last time we saw was the end of season three when they're all leaving that facility mm-hmm. where, where he was at and they're all going out into the streets and some are getting hit by cars. And Jesse was still in 
the building dealing with the Allfather. So it's uh, with or with Hair Star at that point. So I, I don't know if we're ever going to get. I mean, it's it probably isn't necessary, but it's just it would be it would be interesting to see how how Jesse found the real Humperdoo and then brought him to Danny and did all that without Tulip. No, I guess Tulip did know because she knew where he was at. So yeah. But yeah, that's that's one thing that we're probably never going to see. Yeah. And that will bring me to my number four. Your number four. Which would be uh, Jesse's reluctance to take up the mantle that the angel, I forget his name, but he was part with, of with the All-Father at certain points, too. Hair Star, in the very beginning of the show, when there were just the two angels to go find, you know, the voice. I don't think so. I don't think they ever interacted with the Grail. The angels maybe they did i don't remember i remember it's it been, but uh, those two characters were together and they were on the search for jesse yes yeah yeah they didn't have anything to do with hair star though they were completely separate like god has met with we've seen god meet with hair star but we haven't seen i don't think the angels ever did oh okay i don't know i'd have to go back and watch but yeah you know, it, it's like this particular angel wanting jesse to be the new messiah according mm-hmm. to jesse he feels that it's not right he just wants things to be right he realizes right. that it's not heaven, but, and from what I could see, it looks like hell. You know, that's, that's, yeah. you know, it's all those enclosures and everything else. And you kind of get the gist of it based upon, you know, him smoking a cigarette and going <laughs> on and, and explaining. And then he goes into his whole, uh, how it all started with God and opening Jesse's eyes and stuff like that. Yeah, that was an interesting. We'll get to that flashback, I think, in yeah. a little bit. That was that was an interesting or interesting scene. But yeah, just the the whole idea of Jesse saying that he's calling it a sin, and Fior says something like, "Well, it's it it might not be the best answer, but it's not a sin," you know, <laughs> trying to convince Jesse to do it to become God, and they're like, and Jesse's like, "No, no, no." My number four is is just Tulip. And her burning down the church and and burning that letter that was really strange to me. And I, I guess she was trying to get God's attention because when you know she's kicking over those pews and she kind of looks at the sky and she's like, "What? No, you're not saying anything or or whatever." And so just that that whole idea of seeing this violent we haven't seen this in a few episodes. We got to see her have that fight with Featherstone, but we haven't really seen the violent persistent tulip that we've that we've come to know and love and so it was really cool and i was totally surprised when she got up from that table in the diner and just shot that guy and walked out i was like like shocked like i had no clue and i was glad they didn't make us wait too long to find out that it was danny's husband and and that makes for another kind of funny scene with danny saying well i didn't think you'd actually do it because you said no a hundred times. And so that whole that whole thing of, of Tulip killing her husband was just, yeah, just, just, you just haven't seen that out of Tulip in a while. Yeah, definitely. That would bring me to my number three? Your number three, yes. That would be uh, Tulip and Cassidy going to the one who can give them what they need, someone of Jewish knowledge of God. You know, and he yeah. shows them what they need in the temple. They've been hiding Humperdoo, and apparently he can dance. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how they recognize. That's how they know that he's the actual Humperdoo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like you were saying, it's just like 
It's like, <laughs> only to have Cassidy and Tulip take Humperdoo away from them. And then being, like, charged at by a bunch of people from the temple that are praying. Yeah, that was that was all when I as I watched that scene earlier today, I realized they don't fight. They don't fight Tulip and Cassie. They're just kind of trying actually kind of standing there. And when you first see Humperdoo, you think he's floating. Yeah. Cuz he's got his arms out and he's he's saying that gibberish and all of they all go to their knees and then the the camera pulls back and you realize that oh no he's just standing on one of the pews. <laughs> and uh, so that really cuz like the first time I saw it I was like is he floating? And I was like, oh no no he's just standing on a on a pew. So that yeah that was that was hilarious and the fact that they just all kind of leave and then Cassidy you know takes those 30 seconds or whatever it is to tell him that story about the woman who lost her whole family yeah. but never lost her faith and that she was an idiot and he's calling them idiots and then when he leaves the the one guy I don't remember what Danny called him but uh, he's like I didn't even know we had a messiah and she's like I know cuz we didn't tell you so <laughs> yeah that was a that was a great scene does that bring us to my number 3 correct it's kind of the same thing, right along that same line. Is just just finding out that Jesse has has been hiding Humperdoo in this in this temple with with uh, Danny's uh, under Danny's kind of safekeeping and Danny. You know, she keeps saying like, "Oh no, I'm not supposed to. I can't give him to you." And then we had that little fight scene where Tulip beats her up and they take Humperdoo out and Cassidy has to admit to Danny that Jesse is dead and we we hear that several times through the episode people go Jesse's dead and so I, I just thought that was another one of those interesting things that we find out and then of course Cassidy just revealing the whole plan of what they're going to do when Danny asks well what are you going to do with him and Cassidy says well we're going to go find God and we're going to kill him <laughs> in front of God and so yeah dark the show's getting dark I think really dark uh, just don't get your nails on a hammer and tell them, hey, we're going to put you up for the night. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the worst joke in ever, but we'll get to that when we do The Crow. Uh, my number two would be seeing God before Jesse got his powers, uh, how this all began. It's like God was bored, and then he finds out that Genesis escapes. But it, it gets a little... Th- he gets a little thrilled about it with it. Like it broke his boredom in some way, (laughs) how he just takes a holiday. Plus that we hear the theme song from vacation by Lindsay Buckingham that we all know from the movie vacation holiday road. So it, it seemed like he was just so bored at everything. And this gave him a thrill. Just like I could just do whatever I want. And then you you see him with a Dalmatian costume like we've seen in that one season. And he gets, you know, he gets it when he's in New Orleans. So he's been just doing his own thing and carefree willy-nilly. And I guess there's a second part to this where he starts to play his chess game or, you know, board game of what he's going to do with everybody now that he's paying attention again he he sees some some more activity of what he can do and i hope to see that hopefully in the next episode as a flashback yeah that this was actually my number one was just the whole the whole flashback to and it's interesting that they point out they make a point to say that that was 2015 and that that it was 2015 when genesis escaped so i think i don't know if we're meant 
to think that this show is a few years behind where we actually are. Maybe it is. I'm not sure. But that whole idea of him leaving because Genesis has escaped. I'm not sure why that was the thing that kind of gave him the, like you said, the kind of gumption to break out of his boredom. Because, you know, he's listening to all those tapes of the people's prayers, and he's just kind of fast-forwarding through them just because it's like the standard, oh, oh this, make it not oh, be cancerous. This. Yeah. And, and if, 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 you, if you clear up this rash, I'll never touch a woman again or, or whatever. All those things, and it just looks, like you said, like he's bored. And then he something breaks him out of that boredom. And, of course, it's just hilarious that he's going on vacation and we're hearing Holiday Road playing in the background. Yeah, exactly. That brings us to my number two. Yes. Uh, just Hoover 2. I, I, I really love this scene. As short as it was, I loved seeing Hoover 2. And we, we see that it's Pensacola. And we see his his boss, he's talking to him on the phone and we, we, he's this undercover cop and he changes completely. I made a comment a couple episodes ago about the way he speaks and the mannerisms, the words that he uses. And he's completely different in this scene. Like he's got a completely different cadence to his voice. He's got a little bit of that Southern Florida twang to him. That was really, really good. I, I don't know who this actor is. I'm going to have to look him up and see what else he's done, but that's a really good transition from the kind of straight-laced, very monotone Hoover 2 to this kind of southern accent Florida guy who's who just wants to, I don't want to be promoted, I just want to save the world, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. He's got that slow kind of drawl to it that was, uh, that was really good. I just really loved that whole scene. Yeah, definitely. And then, of course... Featherstone shoots him in the head. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Who is hiding in plain sight, apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, she she was the Starbucks person, am I correct, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. <laughs> With the beard and... <laughs> and. And it almost looked like, from the very end of the scene, that she's picking up the phone, so maybe she's going to talk to... The supervisor, I'm not sure. Maybe she's going to hang it up. Maybe we'll see that next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. That will bring me to my number one, which Your would be one. the ultimate awakening at the end. Jesse understanding that if God's intention was to replace man, to survive would be to replace God. And it's kind of like, it. that's really what was his restrictions was. He didn't want to replace God. He just wanted to stop God at what god was doing and to do the right thing and that's that's my feeling about it you know but i could be wrong yeah this is all i'll piggyback with this is what i already said what my number one was because it, it was with yours but i'll say the same thing because like uh fior calls it uh creation part three he says the dinosaurs was creation and we saw it with he says the dinosaurs were creation part one and we saw that in the very first episode yeah. of the season where the dinosaur eats his own poo and so he god gets- decides to destroy him yep. and then he starts again with man and so this is now going to be creation part three, where he's going to start with some other animal or some other life form that he seems to be crafting in his trailer there. We get that quick flash of him and we finally see it. It's, it comes up in the, the credits, the, the, uh, the credit sequence shows him cracking into something or what and blood kind of spurting up 
over his face. And we finally see the scene where that occurs is this him doing something. And I'm assuming that means that's what was ever in those cages that was making noises. And we all we saw was Tulip's reaction to what was in those cages. We didn't see what, what was, was actually it? in there. Yeah. 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 For all we know, it could be cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing something though. Like I, I did think that was again. That's another one of those interesting points where Jesse makes says, "Well, th- there's got to be a bigger plan to this," and that's when Fior tells him, "Well, yes, there is a bigger plan. He's replacing you." And so that's it's going to be interesting to see next week how Jesse gets out of this. And I'm st- we still have not seen. This scene between Tulip and Cassidy in this hotel room that we saw at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, we still got to get to that point as well. Uh, they've got to bring us back to that at some point. Yep. Any other notes? You had one. Yeah, the only one I had really was, I, I thought it was really interesting when they were talking in the diner there in Williamsburg, that Cassidy's talking about the fact that that maybe I should go see the, the guys down at McSorley's. And he's like, oh, they'd probably be dead by now. Because they were like 20 when I was there. He doesn't really say when he was there. but So that was kind of my thought was, well, when was he? How long ago was he at was he at McSorley's? Was it 100 years ago? Well, we know he was turned to a vampire in the early 1900s. So it would have been after he was a vampire. And so it just it just it just tickled me that he has this this whole remembrance of man, it's all it's always good food here and the pubs never close. Yeah. And I've got I've got to go see my old old pals. Oh, wait, they're dead. <laughs> exactly. A typical yeah. vampire issue. Exactly. Exactly. The only other note that I would have would be the headlines. And it's morning in America. And they travel back and say Tom Cruise Memorial hits another budget snag. <laughs> so uh, they're calling back to the uh, first episode of season one when they talk about, you know, Tom Cruise was hit and he didn't, you know, he wasn't the one to be with the voice. So he right. died. Uh, sleeping less? Blame the Armenians. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay. <laughs> And the other headlines would be, Texas has a manure problem. Yeah. (laughs) Australian Special Forces occupy Wellington, install curfew. Hmm, interesting, because of the situation in Australia. Right, right. Threat, hangings in public square. (laughs) Hmm, Interesting. <laughs> Americans rejoice as Patriots notch seventh Super Bowl, plus the morning host stating that it t- it takes a miracle. I really yeah. thought those were interesting. Yeah, that was. I, I didn't catch all of those, so I'm glad you kind of were able to, to to get them there because they, there were some interesting headlines in there. Of course, the Texas has a manure problem. We know that the town of Anvil right was built on that whole manure plant and it exploded. So that's probably what that's referring to. I would assume anyway. And then of course all these other headlines. And I just I loved. I did catch the one about the Patriots winning the Super Bowl for the seventh <laughs> time. I thought that was great. And uh, the only thing missing was that Tom Brady was the quarterback. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so good good did did we have any feedback at all uh i know we've got the phone number out there and but i haven't seen any feedback and the answer is no sorry people we have not received anything from you as far as voicemails or emails but we are hoping please send anything that you have information it would be awesome we we love feedback i actually asked people on the walking dead talk through 
if you do watch Preacher, please send some feedback. So I implore yeah. everybody still send some feedback. It'd be awesome to hear from everybody, even if it's just like, hey, you guys are great. Hey, you guys, I don't like what your content is, which would be great. Yeah. So, but you know, we we haven't heard from anybody. So, in the in the scheme of things, just send something out. Give us some feedback. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. So, I want to. We don't really have anything else for this podcast tonight, but I do want to again give a couple of podcast recommendations. One for for sure that I love to recommend is the Warrant Is All, which is a Killjoys podcast on Solo Talk Media, and of course, TV Podcast Industries. They just wrapped up their review of The Boys season one. I sent them in voicemail for that. And anything and everything that's on the Podcastica Network, the Podcastica Podcast Network, they are good friends of this network and good friends of this show. And also, everything on the Next Level Podcast Network is always good. Our podcast founder, Ben, has started a new podcast where he talks about scary movies, brings in some friends of his. And uh, you can find that on Next Level Podcast, Next Level Network Online.com. Check out all the available podcasts there. Yeah, definitely. There are so many out there on this network, and I do highly recommend everybody listen. I've been actually sending in feedback on Facebook to a few myself because they they got some interesting topics. And uh, sometimes if you look at their Facebook page, they are constantly doing stuff. And I I think we should really be doing that a little bit more. But I've been a little bit relaxed on things. (laughs) But... Yeah, there's a lot of things going on in comic news lately. Uh, Obviously, the whole Sony-Marvel thing is still in limbo. We don't know what's going on. But, yeah, news is coming. I hear that there's a push coming for Fantastic Four, which I'm glad. There was some information passed online stating that Liam Neeson was looked at for Galactus. There was also another one of... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I have not kept up with any news this week. I've been busy, so... David Morrissey is going... Uh, you know, was looked at for Galactus as the voice, I'm assuming, because if they do Galactus, it's going to be one big large person. So you have yet another Walking Dead alumni that's being looked at for Marvel, which would be great. Uh, David Morrissey actually does a great American accent, so maybe they'll come in between. Or maybe they'll just keep him with his British accent, which would be awesome. It'd be cool. It'd be a little bit different. But there are a lot of things that are going on. There was there's talk online about uh, Wolverine versus Hulk, all because of this whole Sony Marvel not working. And apparently, Disney Plus is available for pre-order if you sign up for D twenty three, which I did, but. I have not received anything yet in the mail or a packet or an email yet, so I have to follow up on that myself. They want people to jump in on this, and there's a few packages there, and I have to go through them myself to really figure out what I want to do, because apparently there's an ESPN, you get Hulu, you get Disney+, and they vary per pricing, so once we get that straightened out, I'll, I'll probably post it on a link on the Facebook page, because... I'm excited for it. I really am excited about the whole, you know, Disney Plus platform of what's going on with Marvel content. Not just Marvel content, but also Star Wars, because The Mandalorian looks really, really good. It's all coming up. 
So yeah. once we get firm details, we'll know. I was trying to figure it out this week and could not find any firm details. I'm already a Hulu Plus subscriber, so or Hulu Premiere, whatever it is. No commercials, Hulu. So I'm hoping they just transfer all that. Over. Yeah, that would be amazing, and that would be beneficial to them because they'll have people who'll stick with all these platforms and they're all just on one. So yep. that that's awesome. And for anybody who wants to submit feedback, and we mentioned it before, we have the phone number, but we can be heard on Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, or whatever podcast player of choice that you use. If ratings are available, please give us a rating or review on one of them or, or whatever platform you use. Technically, I use Stitcher for the most part, but I use Google Play at times because there's a lot of stuff on uh, on Next Level that I have to listen to on Google Play. And I don't have... I do have Spotify. I have a free account. But, you know, you could actually obtain all that and i think eventually through tune in we'll be there as well so to check out our new website you can just go to www.panelstopixelspodcast.com and that will just bring you back to our facebook group which i'll be changing hopefully within the next two or three months so that way we will have a dedicated website and then the facebook group will just be the facebook group But in the meantime, that'll just redirect you to our Facebook page, and you can just comment all you want. And to submit your theories and feedback, please go to the Facebook group, which would be facebook.com slash panels to pixels. And to email us, you could email us at panels to pixels one at gmail.com. That's panels. The two is T-O and pixels and the number one at gmail.com. Or you can call us and leave a voicemail at 845-350-2095. All this information is in our uh, episode notes, so just scroll down. If you have to look for it, it's there. Especially on the Facebook group, too. They're there, the email, as well as the phone number. So just... If you have any information you want to throw out there, just send it our way. And Mark co-hosts with uh, Brian Malosh on Talk Through Media. He co-hosts the Walking Dead Talk Through. They are currently working their way through Fear the Walking Dead. And so check out that. Also check out their new podcast network, which is TalkThroughMedia.com. You can also check out everything for us on the Next Level Podcast Network. And all other places that you get your podcasts from. Exactly. And if there's anybody out there that does listen to The Walking Dead Talk Through, currently looking for people to bring something to the table for us, we, we need a little help. Kyle and I have no way of really getting a lot of feedback for that particular podcast on a Tuesday when we get flooded with a lot of feedback. So it'd be awesome if somebody could help out. We'll throw some sort of benefits through our Patreon which would be uh, Patreon slash Walking Dead Talk Through. And that way you could take part in call-in shows. We're looking to possibly put people in maybe as a call-in co-host. So that or a show co-host just on like one episode or something. It'd be awesome. That way we have a little help. And the more help, the merrier. And we love to give a lot of good content on that podcast as well as this. Because eventually, we will need some on this one, too. (laughs) 
always nice to have exactly plus you could always hear steve right here but he loves to submit a lot of feedback to various other podcasts he loves a lot of tv (laughs) (laughs) you've been too much tv you send a lot of feedback to, what, uh, Strange Indeed? Please listen to Strange Indeed. They are covering the show Carnival Row. Right now they're doing two episodes a week of Carnival Row. Awesome. So, uh, which is a great a great fantasy steampunk kind of show. Yeah, awesome. I have yet to actually tap into that myself. Expect more from us later on, not just about Preacher. Hopefully we'll get into the Crow 25th Anniversary podcast which we want to do. I've been developing a lot of information regarding the movie, the comics, the comics towards and how it was related to the movie, the TV show, everything. Started diving into that because I really enjoyed the movie when it came out and I love the idea of the comic and I read the comic too as a trade and I still have that same exact trade I bought in 1993. And I'll be bringing up some thoughts and missing scenes and things of that nature from the movie, which would be awesome to hear about because, and with that particular podcast, you'll find links on the Facebook page and on the actual episode thread or information. So that way you could actually dive into it if you are a Crow fan. And honestly, this is going to be more centered around the actual original movie with Brandon Lay. It's you know, we'll top on the ideas of the sequels and the, uh, the actual TV series and everything else that spawned off from it. Look out for that. That's coming up soon, hopefully. Alrighty. So, thanks everybody for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this was Panels to Pixels. Thank you everybody and good night. <laughs>